Well, unless you've experienced it, it's hard to fully understand. You're lying in the hospital bed wearing one of those little gowns that don't quite cover all the parts of your body that you want it to. You're eating hospital food. You're having to endure doctors and nurses poking and prodding at you at all hours of the night. And then along comes the guy from the church, and he says he's here to visit you. He's paying a pastoral care call. What fun could that possibly be? It's a great question and one that we're going to explore today on this edition of One for the Road. I'm your host, Randy Schlichting, joined in studio as always by Bob Carter, and we have with us Herschel Hatcher. I have to tell you as you listen into this today that if I'm in the hospital, I want Bob or Herschel or both of them to come visit me. These guys are masters at what to do when you go and visit someone in the hospital. So listen in, enjoy this edition of One for the Road. Herschel, just, you know, we'll start with you and, and uh, thinking back your time here at Perimeter and even before here at Perimeter, just basic things that you've learned uh, about hospital visits and, and things that would be helpful for our guys to, to know. I guess the thing that comes to my mind as I think of talking to other people about visiting a hospital uh, is that it doesn't need to be something that's, that's scary. It's not, a, it's not a big deal. It's not something that you have to know tons of scripture to be able to do or, or something like that. It's, you're just going and, and being present with someone. I think about uh, Job's friends. And when they came and sat with Job, they didn't even say anything for several days. They just sat with him and, and wept with him and kept him company. And they messed up when they opened their mouths. Mm-hmm. And so I think the thing that I think about is it's the ministry of presence. People need somebody there with them. They need somebody with skin on uh, to come and show them the love of Christ. And that's what you're doing. It's, it's, not a, it's nothing to be afraid of. It's, it's nothing that you should think of as this overwhelming task. People just want someone to come and, and love on them a little bit. And um, so for me, it's... I, it's something joyful. I feel like I'm helping those people and lightening their load a little bit. Uh, and again, I don't even, I, mean, I know a lot of people think you need to know a lot of scripture or something. I hardly ever even quote scripture. I, I'll just go and talk to them and pray and that kind of thing. And it's, just, it's just a visit to me. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, I don't know for guys maybe, because you know, you two guys, I say this as a broad compliment. You guys are... are in my estimation, the best at doing that. If there's, if there's a category or a league, it'd be you guys would be in the, the premier division, so to speak, of hospital visitations, and I don't think I would be there. But uh, for the guy who is listening to this and saying, yeah, good for you, Herschel, you're a natural, et cetera, et cetera, can we think for a second about the guy who's not a natural, maybe compartmentalize it a little bit? The, the, the before part, you, you get the call, and maybe, you know, I think there's a sense of, I, I need to go. What, what do I do when I go? So talk about the And then when you're there, and then maybe post, you know, what what, happen, what should you do after? How often do you go back? Those type of things. So can, can I maybe start us with the, you know, you get a call, uh, and Joe Smith has been taken to the hospital. And sometimes there's two different kinds of situations, aren't, aren't there? There's the terminal kind of thing, and then there's the traumatic. Is there a difference in the approach you guys take when, when you're going if it's one or the other, it doesn't matter. You're just showing up. Yeah, I think that uh, I'm going to echo what, what Herschel said because I think that uh, 
and I'm not sure if I'm if I'm answering your question. I mean, it's not like uh, let, let me say this. I think it's 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 up to everybody. But if someone were to say to me, you know, I'm going to have outpatient surgery tomorrow and I have my wisdom teeth out, I'm not going to go down there. Uh, but <laughs> you know, some people maybe they would do that, but not necessarily something. So I'm I'm typically going to go for things that are a bit more serious. And of course, uh, there are. There are different issues, of course, when you're dealing with an emergency situation, because you not only have the person who's who's having to be taken care of, but you have the family there as well. Um, but I think that when I uh, when when I do go, uh, I'm always just conscious about just just being there, and so I I just want to show up. Now, Randy Pope will tell you, I mean, because and I don't mind saying this because he says it at the inquiries of the membership process, that he doesn't like to go to hospitals, but he does go to hospitals. And in fact, what he'll do is he'll a lot of times take Carol with him. Most cases, that's the case. You see him, he go to the hospital. So, I mean, that's one thing that, he, that he's done. Uh, sometimes uh, I've gone with other guys, and they said, hey, would you go with me? Because mm -hmm. I'm, you know, they may be nervous about it, but they, they would call me up and say, hey, do you mind going with me? And sometimes I've invited guys to go with me just so I can model for them. Not to say that I'm, you know, I know how to do it perfectly, but I'm just saying that they may be even more uncomfortable with it. So uh, my point is with that is that sometimes I want to just let's see if possible. Can't always do it, but if possible, let's try and do it together. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, in fact, I want to communicate it to the guys in my parish, and I think you would as well, Herschel. And that is. Hey, if you were involved in a situation, if I'm available, I'll go with you if you want me mm -hmm. to, and we can do it together. That's mm -hmm. fine, because uh, I remember one time, uh, a number of years ago, Randy and I had to go visit somebody, and uh, you know, he was he was dying of cancer, and, and Randy Pope asked me to go with him, and he, I think he just appreciated so much me just having another mm -hmm. person there with him. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's one thing I would say, possibility of other people going with you, I let Herschel yeah, that's good. Yeah. You were you were talking about a kind of a procedure, yeah. maybe, and and I guess the first thing you do is you get information about what's going on as much as you can, and then I always try to to call either the person right. who's in the hospital or if they can't um, if they can't interact with me for some reason if they're sedated or they're injured too badly or something like that, then I try to talk to a family member and see if it's an appropriate time for a visit. Because you don't want to go... People, when they're in the hospital, even though they're lying there in bed, they're still going to kind of feel like they have to be up. They're going to try to be on... kind of try to entertain you or something like that. So the first thing is you don't want to stay... overstay your welcome. You don't need to stay a long time when you go Like visit. how long would be the average time you'd stay? I kind of try to read what's going on uh, and, and see how much energy the person has. But a lot of times, my, my visits are five minutes or ten minutes at the most. Yeah, see the same thing. Yep. Yeah, see, that's that's a great information for a guy to have because a guy might think, "Hey, I got to be with him for thirty minutes." So oh, five, yeah. five to ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. So so I call ahead of time to make sure it's okay to go and visit because you don't want to go when somebody's not. And in fact, I once called a woman who didn't want anybody from the church to come visit her because she didn't have her makeup on in the hospital. <laughs> So, I mean, there's some people who are not going to want you to visit. Mm -hmm. So that takes you off the hook. You don't even have to do that. <laughs> yeah, anyway. and I'll say this. I mean, I've called over there, and they say, mm -hmm. well, he's having tests run all this morning. Yeah, so right. he's going to have him be right. here. 
Right. You know? Yeah. So you want to find out. You don't want to. You don't want to waste a trip, especially where gasoline is now and the traffic in Atlanta. So you want to call and see if it's okay. And if it is okay, then you then you go over there and and um, just stay briefly. Just see how they're doing and tell them you're there on behalf of the church and we care about them and and uh, and ask if you can pray with them that kind of thing. But you just starting off, the first thing I would do is get as much information as I could and then and then call them. Okay, I'm going to get real granular with you guys because mm-hmm. I think guys would want to know specific stuff. Like, you know, you walk into the room, and when you walk into any room and you see someone, your natural tendency is to say, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. How are you? <laughs> and that kind of thing. And that's, so what do you say when you walk in to, to, to kind of not, not go down the, like, the a stupid comment trail? Well, I think it's, it's what, what Bob said before. They're different, and you, what you implied is there are different kinds of, of trips. I mean, if I know somebody's dying, mm-hmm. then I'm probably not going to say, how you doing? Right. But, but if, if the person's been injured or just had surgery or, or something like that, I might, I might say that to them because okay. yeah. they do want to mm-hmm. tell you how they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you kind of read about what, what's going on. You figure out what you're going to say first. But usually just say hello or, you know, if something's really bad, you say, well, I'm really sorry that you're going through this. You let them know um, that, that you're grieved for what is, is going on with them mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that you care about it. Yeah, and this is obvious. Don't you know? Don't give kind of a you know queasy look at them or something like Ugh. you know that that, that type of thing. Or uh, don't make mention of uh, are you are you happy with this hospital type right. thing? You know that you know anything that kind of makes them insecure or anything like right. that. And you want to smile. You want to be positive. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You want what what I'm trying to do when I go in there is is lift their spirits. Mm-hmm. And uh, but now sometimes. You go in and you and you cry with them. I mean, yeah. it just you kind of read the situation um, by what's going on with with the person and with the people that are there with them. Well, that that brings up another topic then, because you go in in the room and there's the person, and then there's the the family members, maybe a wife, maybe kids, maybe whatever it might be. And there have been a couple situations where where I've gone with some other people, and they almost begin. Like talking about the patient like he's not there, mm. you know, in, in the third person kind of thing. So I know you don't want to do that, but yeah. I, even I, I, even if the person's asleep or sedated, you don't want to do that because um, there are people. That, I mean, they can hear. They still are aware that there are people in the room a lot of times, and you'll have people come out of a coma or out of sedation, and and they'll know things that happened in the room. So if they want to talk about the person and the person's not able to talk. <laughs> then a lot of times I'll, I'll get them to go out of the room with me and talk in the waiting room or something, or out in the hall at least. So, um, so part of the ministry is to the, to the patient, the person, and then part is also to the family. Oh, yeah, And kind of ferreting out and figuring out, okay, what are the family dynamics, what are the issues, mm-hmm. what are the, how can you pray for those, and just getting to know them, you may know them less well. Mm-hmm. And, and, and quite frankly, sometimes it's awkward. Uh, not... Not so much awkward for me is that you may sense that there's awkward relationships that are going mm-hmm. on here, but I will tell you one thing that, that I, and, and I like what Herschel said, you go in to be an encouragement. And one thing I have found when it comes to, when it comes to uh, funerals and when it comes to hospital visits, that is people almost expect you to pray. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about non-Christians. Mm-hmm. So when you say, it's okay if I pray, uh, I've never had anybody say, no, I don't want you to do that. In fact, they're appreciative of it. And so there's almost an expectation that you would. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity to minister to people. 
So let me ask this then again on the granular level for, for elders. Would it be good for, for him to be, not, not to have a scripted prayer, so to speak, but to be able to say, okay, I'm going to have my, my Bible with a short psalm that I know would be helpful, kind of marked or dog-eared or whatever. I'm going to go in after whatever, my first go-around, second go-around. Could I read you a short scripture from psalm and then pray a short prayer for you? And for him just to kind of get kind of the, the feel of that. Think, I do think short is good. Yeah. You know, don't, don't read an epistle and this <laughs> yeah. long, right. flowing prayer. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to pray around the world. I mean, just pray about the situation. And I always pray for the family members that are there. Okay. Exactly. Uh, I don't just pray for the patient because the family members are going through a lot too, mm-hmm. uh, especially if someone's dying. The family members are a lot of times taking it worse than the person who's dying because if the person who's dying is really has strong faith a lot of times they're ready to go and the, and the family's not ready to release them mm-hmm. so it's really almost the family a lot of times that needs the prayer more than the patient um, but even if it's somebody who's going to have a long-term kind of illness or, or some kind of uh, thing where they have to recuperate from surgery the family's going to have to go through that with them mm-hmm. so you definitely want to be uh, aware of them and praying for them too but I and not that the Bible's not important, but I will just say I rarely, I rarely open the Bible and and, and read. read Scripture. I usually just talk to them and then and then pray for them. Now, some every once in a while I will. If it's like I can't think of anything else to say or something, I'll okay. I'll open up and read Scripture. And you, an easy thing to read is the twenty third Psalm or mm-hmm. Psalm one hundred and twenty one, and there's probably other ones uh, mm-hmm. that that would be good to you know that are short enough that you could read. Um, well, talk to me about silence a little bit then, because sometimes I think you get in that room, you're at the point, hello, I'm so sorry, uh, I'm going to pray for you in a little while, um, how was the hospital food? You know, you get to this point where you got this pause, and I guess maybe the older I get, the more comfortable I am with that, with that silence, that whole sense of sometimes you're just not saying anything. And, and not for me to feel like, oh, i got to keep this conversation going here, but but to let let it be uh, empty for a bit. Well, it's just like I said with, with Job's friends. I mean, they, they their big error came when they opened their mouths yes. and they started speaking for God when that really wasn't what God wanted to yeah. say. And I, I think at the end of that, Job said that your your time with me has been of no value because uh, because they all the stuff they were saying was wrong. So it's a lot of times. In situ- it's, it's just fine to be silent. You don't have to have something to say every minute. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have the answer. Right. You don't, you can just say, uh, as you said earlier, I'm, I'm so sorry you're going through this and, and we're going to keep you in prayer. And, and there's times when I pray, not, there's situations where I know that the person's about to die. I don't pray for God to, to heal them. Uh, I pray that God will be merciful with them and take them at the proper time. I mean, I don't. That's a great topic. I think next week we've got to, we're going to do a podcast on prayer, how you pray for people, and we'll kind of dig into that. But but you're right. You go into a hospital room, a guy's on the death death's door, and someone's praying for healing. And, and on one level, we want to say, well, we believe God could do that. Oh, absolutely. But is it helpful to the family for us to pray for healing at that point in time? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just for, for God's mercy and keep it more generic and I feel like. We need to do something. Like yeah, I, I pray for God to be mercy, merciful and gracious to, with them, and that may include healing them, and it may include taking them to be with Him. That might be the most merciful and gracious thing that He would do. When, I, when my son was uh, in the hospital, second time he had to have an operation, so I'm in ICU and I'm waiting. I observed this woman whose husband, her son was 
her son, 20-year-old son, was dying of cancer. And she was really struggling about going into the room with her son. And so her friends would sit outside with her and just look at her and just constantly were quoting scripture to her. And I, I uh, and you think, well, isn't that great? And, and there was a part of me that was just sitting there going, can you just be quiet here? Mm -hmm. Just be with her. Mm -hmm. Just love her. Mm -hmm. You know, because they're quoting Romans 8, 28 and all mm -hmm. this. And I'm, I'm sitting there, just, just be silent. Just be, yeah. That's all she wants. You know, and I remember God telling me one time after Sunday, he said, you know, I won't remember what you said, but I'll remember you were here. And mm -hmm. that, that's an important mm -hmm. thing. Speaking of that, then, because sometimes you hear, and I'm sure there are, and there are some great stories of this, of, you know, the pastor brings the guitar into the room, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone starts singing, and of course the nurses and everyone's caught up in that, and people come to faith, that and those types of things, so, as a, <laughs> the, the guitar part or people coming to faith part? Um, I don't know that anybody's, like, dropped down on their knees and come to faith, but no, I have gone in there and sung for people, but I, I don't think we can ask all our elders to do that. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, I guess there's variations on the theme, but what I'm hearing you guys overall as we kind of wrap up here is is think about what you're doing before you go. Maybe pray before you oh, go. Oh, absolutely. Pray before you go. Yeah. Be ready to walk in and, and read the situation and, and be, on one level, neutral. You don't want to be too high or too low, but, but grieve with those who are grieving, mourn with those who are mourning. If they're rejoicing because someone was saved from an accident, you can rejoice, whatever it might be. And, and let me say this. Yes. It feels, I know, like a performance. But mm -hmm. the reality is, they're just glad you're there. Yeah. In most cases, yeah. they're just glad you came. Yeah. Um, the fact that you showed up is good. Yeah. And they want to know that their church cares about them. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, they want to know that, that you care. If you know them personally, they want to know that you care about them. And, uh, and that's what means something to them. And, and, and most of the people who are well-connected here at the church will have other people visiting them, too. You won't be the only right. one that comes in. There. So you don't have to try to be all things to them uh, you don't have to try to say everything that needs to be said or read every scripture that needs to be read or, or whatever um, you just need to uh, be present in the moment and, 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 and let them know you care about them and, and it, like you said read the situation if, it's, if you feel like it needs scripture then, then do read some scripture but don't feel like you have to do that and, and don't feel like you have to um, have all the answers for them because you don't have all the answers. That's good. All right, guys, we were wrapped there. 18 minutes goes quickly. As always, uh, appreciate you two guys. And uh, if I'm in the hospital, I want you to come visit me. Oh, you sure. know that well. So thanks, guys, for listening to this edition of One for the Road. Uh, we're just so glad that you take the time to listen, to learn, to think. You're certainly welcome to email us if you have questions. Give us a call if something comes up. We want to serve you, minister to you, coach you as you do the work of ministry here at Perimeter Church. So thanks so much. We will see you next time on One for the Road.